Um, I derail the shit out of this sometimes. Yeah. So, okay, cool. All yeah, right. that's how mine works too. Like, okay. Because like, I've tried to do it with like subjects and I kind of just, just letting the shit flow. Just it always works better. This is going to be, this is going to be beautiful. Yeah. Boy, I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm excited to have you too because I'm seeing all the shit you're in and all the shows you have around town. Yeah. So like, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I got in good when I first got here with Josue Flores and, and he's kind of really helped with all that and then I, and then from there I kind of just did my own thing. But yeah. He helped me get my foot in the door for like getting shit started and having people like, oh, this guy's actually good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, well, I had, uh, Jeffrey Nelson on? Yeah. Yeah. And so he saw your name and he's like, you're McCorion? I'm like, yeah, he's like, he's awesome. <laughs> I was like, you I better be Jeff. Jeffrey because if not, you, I want to come back after your ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Jeff. Jeff's the shit I just talked, I just saw him last night yeah. at, Mike, at my mic, which is actually moving to Tuesdays now. I just found out. Oh, really? That's good. Yeah. Is that better? Or? Yeah, it's going to be better. Well, the, the problem with Monday nights is that we're competing with Lions Lair because we're at the same time. And on Tuesdays, the only other late night mic is Mutiny Cafe. And there's no alcohol sold at Mutiny Cafe. So we're like, well, let's move it to Tuesdays, give it late night. That way, the last bar, if any comics, because you know how we are, fucking half of us are alcoholics. No so, shit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Instead, of, instead of yeah, <laughs> yeah. instead of sneaking in shooters in a mutiny, just come to our bar and buy fucking two dollar drinks and stuff. I think like a that. dry comedy club. I mean, seriously, it's like no, an no, no. It's a bookstore. Oh, um, a bookstore. Yeah, it's a it's a mutiny. Like, okay, dry comedy show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an Amish wedding night. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? <laughs> so, no, but but yeah, like that's that's the only one that's like that. I don't know. They've been doing that for like a year now, I think, or maybe a little bit longer. And uh, it, I remember the first time that I heard that, I was like, I'm not going to that shit. Yeah, <laughs> I got. I'm going to a mic and I can't drink, or I got to sneak in a drink. Fuck that. Seriously. But Jose McCall hosts it now, and I like Jose a lot, so I go to it every once in a while if I'm just like, I mean, I'll just have a drink before. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And Scruffy Murphy's is is tonight. So. Is that what you're doing tonight? Yeah, I'm doing that right after this. It's right afterwards. It's at like 8, 8.30. Oh, cool. And where's Scruffy Murphy's? Um, over there on Larimer. It's hosted by Derek Walton. He's a, oh, okay. he's a really funny comic, too. You should hit him up about this, because he's good in like interviews and stuff like I that. I had, um, who was it? Andres. Uh... Oh, yeah. Andres is great. Basarel. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, dude, the first time I pronounced the name, I called him Basarelli, and he's <laughs> like, oh, I'm Italian now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was trying to do, too. Like... You're an easy name. Jeff yeah. was an easy name. I had Ryan Evans on. Um, yeah. And his, he's an easy name. Yeah. Um, but there's some of them on there. I'm like, dude, fuck you. Like <laughs> well, no, that's the you reason know? that I use. I don't use my real name because my last name's fucking retarded. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, you're doing comedy. You should keep it. And I was like, I should, but all my professional shit is under there. So yeah. I don't want to get in trouble. Well, mine is just that it's, well, one, it's any job I go to won't look up my stuff because I say racy stuff and yeah like me too drug stuff and like all that kind of stuff so i don't need my job seeing that but the way it's spelled looks like buhunin buhunin like people pronounce it 50 different ways i'm like i don't want to do with that my middle name's steven i already know comics that last names is steven so yeah. that's gonna be it <laughs> my middle name's Merrick. oh yeah so, yeah, 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 yeah so i got the same thing yeah, yeah that's awesome um welcome to i wish i was dead um i'm your host neil Merritt. um with me as always is eric the silent it guy and today we got an awesome host for you, one of Denver's top comics, Corey Steven. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> there's an S at the end of that. Yeah, there's <laughs> an S at the end of yeah, that. Yeah, you're like, look, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the couch girl? I heard her on right after. Yeah, well, okay, so couch girl was supposed to be here tonight, but she had to go deal with some mold shit at her place. 
Oh. And I'm like, Katie, you're ruining it. I need an audience Because <laughs> she just sits there and laughs the whole time. <laughs> That's good. So I was like, well, we're just going to have to wing it. Hopefully Eric's personality is, is in a good mood. Nope. He's, He's in a sandwich. His, his personality is in that sandwich right now. He's usually eating snacks while we do this. This is like, well, at least it's not loud snacks. He yeah. He's a good he's a good e-guy because he knows not to do crunchy shit. We did popcorn once and then I beat him after. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. So, um, so Corey, so th- this is the first time we met. And... Um, it's not awkward at all. No. But yeah, not at all, in the least bit. But um, so you're from Farmington, New Mexico. Yeah, originally. And you've been in Denver a year? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so before, so I was in Farmington in like my 18s and stuff like oh, that. Okay. But I spent the last five years in Junction. Uh, oh, um, I'm in Grand Junction all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, for work and stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, it's a shit town. Totally. But, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, hate, I hate everything about it. But that's why, that's why I left. But I was there for five years and uh, I tried to do comedy there. And uh, I was the only comic for like two years, and then for three years there was three more, and I was the best out of all of them. And that's not saying anything. So because like they're probably talking about like you know having sex with the goats thing, and then everybody's just like you know. Well, there was one guy who was really funny actually. Um, I, I I like you know I didn't have any experience seeing the people up here, but there was one guy that was actually really funny. The other the other guy was funny, and then there was one guy who is an acoustic guitar player that went to the open mic, because there was only one open mic in that whole fucking town. So he'd like sing regular songs. He would sing regular songs, but then he got like kind of persona non grata by all the other musicians of the town, and so he tried to become a comic so he could get in our group, and he was like getting on me with like writing a show, doing a cartoon and all this stuff, and I was just like, well, I'll help you just because I have nothing to do. It's fucking Junction. There was nothing to do. You're a good guy. There was one mic a week. And he had some funny ideas, yeah. but it was just funny that transition of why he became a comic. It's not because he really wanted to do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. He was just like, well, this is another niche that I might be able to exploit. Yeah. So, but I mean, he's doing, I've heard he's doing better now. So There's a hotel that I stay there. It's for like $59 a night. I forget the name of it. Is it, is it uh, near Maine? Yeah. Well, it's by the airport. Oh, oh. Um, it's kind of, like, it probably used to be a nice hotel, but now it's, like, run down, and they have live music in the bar. In the downstairs? Downstairs. Yes. Oh, oh, what is that called? I That that was one of the mics that I used to perform at okay. all the time. They lo- they actually liked me there a lot, because that was, like, the first time I ever performed to get a free drink from a patron, and, like, first time I ever performed, and, like, the host was like, that was really good, and, like, you know, come back. And I can't... Cruisers! That's what it is. Yep. Yeah, Cruisers yep. Bar. And then yeah. They always had like these, this I old, think they still have an open mic every Thursday. I don't know if they... Well, because I always left Thursday morning. Because oh. like, I'd go Tuesday through Thursday and then right. come back to Denver. Um, but Wednesday night, they had like this old hillbilly men, like um, hippie group that did uh, bluegrass. Really? <laughs> and, well, I don't know. Every, I, I've been there twice and saw them twice. So right. that's every night for me. Um but it was like the coolest shit I ever saw. And then one guy, he had too much to drink and he was on the guitar and he like slooped over and they just kept playing and they just left him there and finished their set. And I was like, this, this is what I'm talking the, the, about. I love, yeah. no, I, that was yeah. the reason I loved that bar was because um, there would be random people from the airport that would just show up. So you actually had a diverse crowd. It was the only place in Junction you had a diverse crowd. Yeah. Every other of like you didn't see it was kind of like here where you go to a thing where you see all the same comics and like all that stuff but instead of comics it's just the patrons that are there so you got to come with new material every week just because they're like we were here last week and I wasn't that drunk that I forgot it all so yeah yeah so there was stuff like that but I'm glad that I the one reason I'm glad I came from there is just for the whole I never had a good show except for like three or four I put together myself that had a crowd that wanted to be there 
but you had to grab the crowd's attention, and I you, I learned how to do that in that town more than anything else. Well, in the small towns too, like from what I know, it's just working wise. Like I'm a trial and sales rep, mm-hmm. and so like it's I noticed that it's easier to talk to people when you get out of the city. Like, yeah, you get down in the city, it's hard to get people's attention. People are generally assholes if they don't know you, exactly, because there's so many people. Mm-hmm. And you get out on the outskirts, and it's like you know, most of the time they're really cool. I mean, you get the they're red... happy to see you most of the time, right? I mean, I, every once in a while I get a redneck builder that was just like, I hate them faggots. Yeah. I'm going to take them out in the backwoods, and I'm like, uh, look, dude, are you fighting something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's always it's always that. you got Mike Pence syndrome, like, are you? Do you have a little that? bad case of the homosexual? <laughs> 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 no, I and that was. That was like, well, the thing about Junction, and you probably see this, is that university that's there. Mesa. Yeah, yeah Mesa University. It, it's brought in a, like a progressive side of the town. Like everything around that university is conservative and bullshit. Yeah. But like that's just like a bastion of liberal thinking a little bit. But it's like it's checked. You know what I mean? Like they're liberal, but they're not like as liberal here. No, like they're not over the top. No. Like you know, if you say if you say the word gay, it's hate speech. Like it's not that harsh down there. Yeah, and things like that. I went and met a girl there. She's um, she's actually a book agent, and we're actually working on doing a true crime podcast. Oh, nice. Like where I she traveled to Portland and interview all these serial killers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she has all these connections, and she's just crazy about it, which is kind of crazy. But I was surprised. Um, dude, she's she, awesome. Damn, that sounds awesome. I love her. Like, she'll go off and she'll start talking about it. And she's so passionate about it. And at first, you're like, oh, shit. And then about 20 minutes later, you're like, yeah. And then he, like, he took his mom's skull and just went nuts on it. You know what I mean? And, yeah. then, you know, like, um, anyways, like, the the campus itself, it's brand, it's like newer, isn't it? Yeah, very new. It's, it was uh, so nice. Well, it's so, incredibly nice. It's yeah. one of the, it's the only. And, and I skateboard a lot, and it was the only, the thing I always remember about Mesa University is that they put metal on all the ledges, and so <laughs> it, they, like, built it to skate. They're like, well, they're going to skate it anyway. Might as well make it to where they're not going to ruin it. What it's the only place I've ever seen do that, and yeah. it works wonders. And the, the skaters are actually respectful because, like, they don't care if you skate. The only time they care is when finals are going on. And yeah. so none of the skaters go there during finals. But besides that, like, the skaters respect them because they realize they accommodated them and shit like that. There's no skate stoppers anywhere. Yeah. It's not like here where, like, I'm walking every oh, five feet and there's a block on a rail or a, or a piece of chunked out stuff. Like, I, I hate this town. Yeah. <laughs> you guys should check out Corey's Instagram. He's got some gnarly gashes yeah. and stuff on there. <laughs> I was like, DJ, what the? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you scroll down, you're just like, well, there's a skate video. There's, Holy shit. What? The, 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 did you look at my toe? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I actually stared at it for a while. I was like, "Holy god, I've never had that happen." To no, me. yeah, so. I dropped a TV on it, and it oh. got shining <laughs> purple. Like, and then like this giant blood blister came between my cuticle and my actual toe, and it was like this big. And I was working at Albertsons overnight, uh, stocking, and I I was tearing open this these two six packs because they come like double stacked in plastic. I was yeah. ripping two of them apart. And I lost balance of this one, and it fell and hit that blood blister, and it shot blood over the entire aisle. And I literally, like, it happened because I had to have an exposed toe after it happened. I couldn't wear shoes or anything. Like, I literally yeah. was in a boot so with an healed. exposed foot. So it was just like, and I ran to the front, and I was literally just sitting there, like, bleeding all over myself <laughs> and my toe. But worst thing I did is I was in college, and I was chewing a piece of gum, and you ever bite the side of your cheek? Yeah, oh yeah. So I bit it so hard, and there was a girl in my group sitting like right here. We were in a round table. It went into her eye. 
the blood splattered in. Oh. And like from that time on, we called her Red Eye. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> and so like every time like the guy would like go out with her or whatever, we'd always say he's taking a red eye. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh. so, so I was um, stalking your social media as I do. Um, it's kind of my thing. Um, you're doing how out loud and rifle. Yeah. Is yeah. that this weekend? Yeah, it, it's on Friday. This, this, oh, cool. this Friday at, uh, eight. Yeah. I've never performed out outside of, or I've never performed in rifle, but it's the closest, um, place I can get to junction for a show right now. You got another call. It's another college town. Yeah, it is another call. It, it's turning into a college town. And I knew, I've always known it was crazy. Cause all those years living in junction, everybody knew rifle as like the conservative town between uh, Glenwood and Junction like yeah. it was that place like my friend came from there and he got called faggot because he would wear a leather jacket like it was that yeah. bad yeah like yeah. Uh, but, and just by just dads run driving down the street it wasn't like kids in high school it was just regular old people just saying that shit I met a guy in Rifle and I was thinking Gunnison with the colleges in Gunnison and mm -hmm. then it goes up to Crestview right mm -hmm. okay so I was thinking Gunnison not Rifle so Gunnison I, I apologize but Rifle, my first time there, I was working for a siding company, and I met up with this cider, and um, we got done. There's nothing to do up there, so whenever a sales rep comes in town, they're like, you want to go out? You want to go do dinner, do dinner and stuff? So it was me, another guy I worked with, and him, and the whole dinner, they were talking about how much they hated gay people, and they wanted them all on an really? island. Gets better. So <laughs> oh I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> I'm like, and they're like, are you gay? And I'm like, no, 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 not at all. Just happy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And so, so I kind of just really like rainbows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mind the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't usually wear halter tops everywhere. No. So, um, so like we were sitting there, we had dinner, and then we all went to just go see Star Wars. The new Star Wars came out then. Yeah. Then we got done with that, and then a couple months later, that same dude, I hosted a happy hour for all the builders and my distributors up there for my company. And he was all grabbing feely and smiley and all this other stuff. And I was like, I knew it. Uh, yeah. He's dude, sick with the homosexual. Dude, that it, it you know? is 100% the, like, I, I almost swear that the uh, the last person that I met that it was, like, really like that was my old stepdad. Because he was the most, like, he, I remember we had this conversation of, uh, he had this girlfriend at the time. And, you know, they were seeing each other a few weeks. And she wanted to go hang out with her friend. And the friend was gay. And he was like, I just don't understand. How could you hang out with, with a gay guy? How could you just do that? How could you look at him in the face? I'm like, just don't be a bigot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, that yeah, and he was just like, oh, you don't understand. You don't believe in God. Like that was his that was his like go to every time that he like didn't have an argument with me that he was agreeing with. He was just like, well, you don't believe in God, so you're fine. You're done. You're telling me that the Son of God hung out with twelve men and a prostitute yeah. all the time. Yeah. Is, hates and, us. Yeah, yeah, hates us. I don't think so. No. Yeah. Yeah, I I. I I love, I just love seeing that, but and it's becoming less and less because like I was up, uh, I used to work through there, like I used to uh, run a mail truck through Rifle and oh, go okay. up to like Craig and those really bad oh like, oh, yeah. yeah. But like even there, there was a, I, I, I remember I saw a gay couple and Craig for the first time and they were holding hands walking down the street and I was like, you guys are fucking brave. <laughs> you motherfuckers are brave, but just the fact you exist. You're like, God bless you, sir! <laughs> <laughs> For your service, you see a lesbian couple, you're like, ah, bitches, you fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, be, and the, because the funny thing is, is that steamboat's right there. 
I love Steamboat. Yeah, and Steamboat's amazing, and yeah. it's starting to infect the other I know, exactly. Because <laughs> I, I used the to go see... The homosexual spreads. Oh, yeah. dude, it does. I mean, <laughs> go ahead, sorry. <laughs> no, no. no it, but it was like... Because I knew two gay guys that lived up in Hayden, which is an even smaller yep. town than Craig. And I knew two gay guys that lived there, and I, like, you know, just talked to them. I met them through just walking through the town and stuff like that. And... Uh, they they were just like yeah we work up in Steamboat and I'm like that's how it does you you live in a small hotel in this smallest town 20 minutes from where you, you're like the bastion is and yeah. then it just slowly infects because everybody's just like well they're regular people yeah <laughs> exactly know? it's the same thing of like 10 years ago when I was a kid I saw the first black person in Craig and I was like same thing I was just like good job sir and then now sir, there's like, you're a hero. Hero. yeah and now there's like 12 so yeah. oh good yeah there's 12 and 15 Mexicans so okay. like that's the, the only 15 yeah, Mexicans yeah only yeah it's still mostly white 90% because you still got all those ranches in the back of, of Craig yeah. and all those places like that it's still very white but yeah, they're starting to like diversify a little bit definitely rifle is well that's good to hear I mean I used to be up there all the time with my old job and I loved it. I mean, like, the people, for the most part, were cool. Craig people, by yeah. the way... I they're don't all warm like, and nice. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're all, you know, like, we go to church and we do all this other stuff, but um, if we met a we met a homosexual. Yeah. And you know how they would stop? Yeah. And you're like, okay. I, was, uh, I remember when I, when I listened to one of my grandparents say that stuff, because they, they didn't say... They weren't going to say faggot. They were going to say... Um, oh, what was that? No, it was my grandma... Was uh, took a trip to it wasn't homosexuality stuff. She was up in uh, she went to Philadelphia and she took a trip to Philadelphia and I was like, oh, how'd you love Philadelphia? And she was like, oh, it was great, but like we just didn't go downtown. That's where the blacks are. And she whispered <laughs> yeah. it in her own home. She whispered it. That was the You're weirdest like, part. Where are they, Grandpa? <laughs> yeah. Do they hide under the floorboards? Are you cucking with Grandpa? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's serious. Yeah. <laughs> well, my family's from West Virginia, so it's just like, it's the most white bread. Like, but they're all, they're the nicest people in the entire world. But did you hear that she's dating a black? <laughs> You're like, well, I didn't. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't yeah. hear you. <laughs> say it, Grandma. Say it louder. Yeah. I didn't hear anything a little bit louder. Say. I can't say it louder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that, but no. So it's, it's it's slowly getting better. We just have to have more people die. Yeah, <laughs> really, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And they're getting close. Mm -hmm. um, so I also stalked you a little bit too. You, you do um, was it levity comedy? Levity. Uh, yeah, um, the the International Church of Cannabis. Um, it's a it's a. I love that. I wrote pot right up here too. For you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. It's it's a it's a weed church that some guy started in an old Catholic church. It's fucking awesome. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. You got if you have a chance, uh, message David Hannon. Um, it's a showcase now. It used to be an open mic, but now it's a showcase, and uh, you you just def message David Hannon and he will. Uh, Put you on. I mean, as long as you're good. Yeah. <laughs> and he's seen me there enough to where he's just like, this crap loves you. Because <laughs> they're stoners and yeah. I know how to, I smoke enough weed to know how to relate. <laughs> so do you have like your staples, but then you kind of go off and then come back to your staples? Yeah. Like, is that how you do it? Well, like it, it's, it's different now because right now I'm working on like chunks and I'm trying to figure out how to, uh, you know, put, put everything together and things like that. But I definitely have my staples, but depending on whether it's a showcase or a fucking, uh, open mic is depending on how much tough I'm trying because obviously an open mic you're going to try a lot more than some right. place you're doing but that one is uh, were you talking about sorry I, I got confused were you talking about staples in my material or in just the, the venues 
Oh, either one. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, so with material, that's what I mean. is like going off, but yeah, I've got I've got my things I know where, where, where I can go to to uh, get laughs. And right now, I know there's a certain bit that if I want to lose a crowd, I can go to. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I've got a long school shooter bit right now that is just, oh, my God. I'm pull a Bill Burr. I did it again. Yeah. I talk about the Bill Burr in Philadelphia <laughs> every fucking episode. Yeah. I love it. Oh, no. So, I had a Bill... I kind of had a Bill Burr moment at uh, at uh, Finn McCool's on Fridays. I went to Finn McCool's one week, and they, they have a $25 uh bar tab as the prize and so I go there once in a while just to try to get free drinks and um, I go there one night and I don't know this but there's a bunch of military people in the audience I don't know so I go up on stage yeah. and uh, I start doing that school shooter stuff and one of the one of this old guy to my left is just like show some respect and for some reason it made me so angry I got super <laughs> mad and I literally looked him in the face and I was just like I show more respect by doing these jokes than you do with your stupid fucking thoughts and prayers that I know you post on Facebook every week yep. and I did yep. I did another five minutes on how thoughts and prayers are absolute trash and then I did an even further bit into my school shooter stuff and then I got the fuck off yeah. <laughs> and I went out the back door yeah. Yeah, yeah. no actually I did because I didn't know it was military until because I remember that I couldn't get that guy that guy was pissed he was yeah. just devilizing me but there was this kid in the middle who was trying not to laugh and I found out <laughs> later the reason he was trying not to laugh because that guy was his superior officer but I was oh, getting shit. him to laugh that's the fucked up thing is that I know that he was like every laugh that general was looking at him just like 10 more yeah, ten more. Because <laughs> I was getting him, I was getting him, and then he came up to me afterwards when I was having a cigarette because I was annoyed, and uh, he was like, so, uh, "You know, you had funny stuff. Just realized there was a bunch of military people in the crowd, and so like that." And then the host came up to me, and he was he was telling me, uh, he was like, "Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, there was this there was this comic a few weeks ago that came and." He did uh, school shooter bits in front of school teachers, and I was like, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot, but yeah, that was yeah. me. Well, here's the thing, though. I've always been a firm believer, and um, I actually have a no offense episode where I go off about like all these like middle-aged you know, white people that always get pissed off and offended by everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, if you just look at your history of the <laughs> world and what you've done to people, <laughs> like to get where you're at right now in your Highlands Ranch home with your 2.5 kids, you know, yeah. like... Um, making light of something like that that's so horrible and everything, it gets some people through it. Yeah. I mean, the name of my show is I Wish I Was Dead. And yeah. I get people that are like, are you, why would you name it that way? And, duh, duh, duh. and I'm like, because I get embarrassed a lot and there's certain instances in that moment I could just die of a heart attack and be totally fine. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, no. This so, like, yeah. I, I've had moments, I remember the biggest setback I ever had in, in stand-up was the first time I ever performed in Denver. Because I came up here one summer just to like go to a show. Ended up not going to that show. And I went to Lion's Lair on, on a Monday. Yeah. And, it, and it's like... And That's I didn't know anything rough. about it. I yeah. didn't know anything about Denver Comedy. I didn't know anything about that venue in particular. I showed up like super early. Because I think back then we didn't have 5280. So it was kind of blase of when stuff started. And then it started to like 10, 30, 11. I was there at like 9 just drinking beers. Drunk as <laughs> shit. And I don't... And, and so then the mic starts. I sign up. They don't know me, and so they they put me up like near the end. I'm fucking plastic, <laughs> and I go up. And this is funny because I'm going to perform in Rifle this weekend. But I have this joke about Rifle that's uh, it's Colorado loves guns so much that we have a town called Rifle. That's like Iraq having a village called IED, and <laughs> they just <sighs> nothing. No not way. A single, really? They're not a single. They stared at me, and I did. 
more material. Didn't get anything for the entire set except for this one. I remember there was this one moment where I said this joke that was, uh, my dad gave me a great piece of advice. Always make sure you have a job before you quit the one that you're at, which is hilarious to me because that's exactly how I treated his wives. And there was one, <laughs> there was one guy in the back that went, ha! Oh, we're not laughing. And he sat back oh. down. <laughs> Was it all comics that were Yeah, it was all comics. Oh my god. And I bombed so hard. <laughs> and I remember that, that that I got off stage and Roger Norquist went up on stage to like do it and he's just like, wow, that sucked. <laughs> and I was just, dude, I didn't do comedy for three or four months after that. Well yeah, I mean that's kinda rough. Right? Yeah. And in a But uh, but but I'm glad I did it because like it made me work through and it was one of those I can like now that, that memory's hilarious to me because now I've killed on stage before. So, like, I know that, like, yeah. yeah, that was just a bad set and you got too drunk, dumbass. But, like, at the time, I was like, I don't need to do comedy. I shouldn't be doing any of this. I don't even know what it is. I don't know how to say words. Why am I putting myself through this? Yeah. Like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm in a small town. I have a good paying job. It pays 20 bucks an hour. Why am I doing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. yeah, I can pay my bills. And then, like, three or four months of not doing it, it a bug bit me in the ass and just, like, get the fuck back up on the stage. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was that was probably the most embarrassing moment I've had in stand up ever. <laughs> See, and that's so difficult too, because it's like being a comedian and being around a group of comics, especially if you're unknown and all this other stuff. There should be a little bit of a not that everyone gets a trophy. I'm not talking about no, that. no. But if there's some good nuggets in there, like I've heard other comics, like LA um, comics, uh, New York comics, and stuff. Like if you're going to show and it's you're a comic and you kind of know who's up there, but you don't. Like, your job is to laugh at everything. Like, just yeah. to kind of build the crowd up. And so it's just hard, like, um, in certain instances, especially as um, open mic night when you don't know anybody. Yeah. Walking into a room like that takes some lead balls. Oh, yeah. And the, even if you're drunk or not, who gives a shit? You, you walked off stage, right? Yeah. Oh, you won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Because, man, yeah, the first, like, three or four even, yeah, like, three or four months being here was... Just every night of just, I don't know anybody, I'm just going up there, no one's going to talk to me, Yeah. and I probably won't get any laughs, and then you slowly just accumulate friends, and then you slowly like figure out what the hell you're doing, yeah. and like how to actually talk, and how to address the crowd, but I, even in those three or four months, I'd have these little nuggets that would keep me going, you know what I mean, because I remember there was this one night, it was the first night I ever met Josh Grambo, who was a friend of mine, and uh, it was at, uh, over in Aurora, yeah. they used to have one called Fat Boys right, run by... Um, what is his name? Sorry, I'm blanking on the name, but he he Are ran this this room. We can cut anything, so if, oh yeah, don't worry about it. If I if I remember all it, no. Okay. But uh, he ran this room called Fat Boys over in Aurora, and there was one night that it was like only five of us, and Harrison Garcia, Josh Grambo, me, Evan Peterson, and I think Anthony Armstrong was there at the end, and Harrison goes up, and he's trying to get uh. He's trying to get attention to the crowd, and they put us in this fucking booth that looks like you're in an auctioneer stand. Like, it literally is, like, meant for a booth, and there's walls surrounding you at, at hip height, so it looks like you're just like, hey, I'm just going to conduct this whole area. Like, that, it was Like horrible. those old 1800s, like, attorney stands where they yeah. all stand in that fucking no, stand? No, that's, what, that's exactly like, what it looked like, except it was, you had a mic stand and, like, ta two tables behind you. Like a half so cage? Was, yeah, so it was, like, a horrible <laughs> stage. So Harrison tried to get the crowd by walking into it. And he kind of got them. Like, he was, he, you know, Harrison's good, so he got them for the most part. There was this black guy that I can't remember the name of, but he tried the same thing, 
But what he did is he got up, there was this bar that was just randomly in the middle of the bar and he just stood up on it and just looked everywhere. <laughs> and so I was getting drunk on this whole time. This is one of the few times being really drunk actually helped me <laughs> because I went on stage after that because Evan Peterson went on after uh, the black guy and he just bombed a bag of dicks, didn't do anything, stayed up on the stage, didn't do anything. So what I did is I, is I was drunk up on stage and I did one bit, it didn't get any response and I went, fuck this. I put the mic in the stand and I just started like, I have a very loud voice obviously and so I, so just, proje- I. Yeah, yeah. I just projected into the room and just got that entire crowd off of just the fucking energy of moving in the crowd. I just like had them in a circle and that was like one of the first really good sets I had in Denver and it was just like, oh, I kind of I know what I'm doing now. <laughs> sometimes like because I do, I did a lot of physical comedy when I used to do it back in the day and like sometimes you can get away with a lot of stuff if you start just throwing in some weird actions or falling down and just tripping over something. Yeah. And so, yeah, like you said, like sometimes if you're really drunk and you do something out of the norm yeah, and you're just like, I don't give a fuck, like whatever. Then it like really will work for you, especially if they're used to everybody just going and standing one spot all night, going to one spot all night. You know, yeah. You just and and that was one of the things that made me realize about how moving on stage is good. Yeah, like because I notice a lot of comics, and th- that's their style. I right. don't like to criticize people, but I will say that like for my style, that doesn't work. Because, like, I, I try to do that of just, like, standing in one spot. And sometimes I'll do that, especially if the stage is small. you got to do that. Yeah. But if I have room to move, I'm moving around. I'm definitely moving, and I'm looking you in the face. Because one of the things that, that I had to learn to do in the very early beginnings was fucking stare people in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Look them in the eye and, like, I'm talking to you. <laughs> and work the audience a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you do that a lot? Do you go down in the audience and start fucking with people? Uh, I'm, I'm not good at, like... I'm, I'm working on crowd work. I'm not super good at it, but once in a while I do try it and stuff yeah. like that. But even like, like, even like bits where it's audience participation. Like I've got a bit that like is the whole audience kind of participating just so I can like get their attention and it gets them like, it's an easy laugh and stuff like that. And if you're not doing self or deprecating, you might as well make fun of the audience. And yeah. It's like that. And I've done that a few times, but my improv skills are definitely not where I want them to be. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and you, like, you know, as you get real rusty, I went with one of my friends a couple months ago. We did an improv class. Because, like, I'll do an improv class. Like, I just, I need, I'm, I'm slowly trying to work it and doing the stand-up thing. But I'm like, I think that my skills are honed enough to run with the podcast for a while. And yeah. That sort of thing. Because I want a wider, broader audience. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to fly out to fucking L.A. kind of thing. And be yeah. like, hey, put me on the radio. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, for sure. But, um, <clears throat> but um, we went and did the improv thing. And I got, I got a couple times where, like, people were laughing their ass mm-hmm. off. And it's all physical, like, you know, because I, I, I'm not the quickest wit. No. But if I start feeling, like, nervous or whatever, I do weird, awkward shit, and, like, it just works. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, a couple of times it, 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 like, killed. And then there's a couple times in the class, and it's a class, so they're making everybody participate. There's a couple times where it just, like, bombed. And I was like, you know, about seven or eight years ago, I would have had everybody on the fucking floor. Yeah. And it's like, oh, guess what? I haven't done it for seven or eight years. <laughs> so welcome to the NFL, Neil. You know, like get your shit together. No, for yeah. it is it is definitely one of those things that you have to do on a constant basis. If I if I take time off, I, I definitely feel I yeah. I notice it like a motherfucker. But there is also the other spectrum of that of almost doing it too much, especially when it comes to open mics, just because if you don't have any new material, if you do that material every fucking night for three weeks straight. Yeah, people are like, we've seen you. Well, not only that, you just get tired of it and then it becomes shit because you're not selling it right. I, that happens to me all the time. I'll have a bit that I'll just get tired of saying and 
I'll notice when I get tired of saying it because it won't. It'll start getting less and less laughs. You know what it is? You're you're pulling a Tina Turner. Yeah. You know what yeah. that is? She's saying, uh, I, what's love got to do with it is the one song she hates more than anything. <laughs> she's saying it so many fucking times. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's the smells like teen spirit. Yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. Like, oh, you're fucking done. I can't do it. I like no. Tina's back tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah, that's really what it is. Yeah. But then like, because like I had a bit recently that I had totally forgotten about until one of my friends brought it up and was like, oh, I love that bit. You haven't done it in forever. It's like, oh yeah, I did do that bit. And then when I brought it back, fucking fresh eyes and I had like I even had a new rhythm to it yeah, because I haven't done it in so long and I have a new rhythm to it and I have new taglines and like yeah it's that's it's, awesome but it's way better so your punchline jeopardy show I, I didn't I didn't don't worry about it um, it's just water yeah I spill vodka here all over the time that's why it's sticking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the punchline jeopardy show that you, you guys do yeah so Explain that. To, is that like your normal? Is that just a regular show? No. So it? no. It's um. So me and me and Josh Grambo put the. Uh, he came up with the idea. I'm just the co-host because I have a personality and I look sexier than him. There you go. So <laughs> he uh, he had this idea of we have three contestants and we give them all buzzers on this on this show, and we give them the setup and then they have a punchline to buzz in with the punchline. I'm sorry if I ruined your mic sound on that but uh, Eric will fix it but better but they they hit but they hit a they hit a buzzer to like say they have the punchline and then we'll give it to them if it's a funny punchline they immediately get the points but if they don't have such a funny punchline or somebody else like got it like like one of those buzzer things where it's like one after the other we'll give it to the next guy and if he has a funnier joke he'll get the points and it's it's been working really well we started it about I think two months ago if I remember correctly and we've just been, we did it at Kinga's because he just wanted to try this idea out. And my is on a Monday night late as shit. Almost nobody shows up and we all, we rarely have a crowd. Yeah. So we're just like, well, yeah, just try it at my mic. Why not? And then he made me the co-host and then we're going to turn it into a show. Actually, our first one is June, June 22nd is our first one at Kinga's on, on uh, Sunday. This will be out before then. Okay, perfect. So, yeah, that that'll be the first punchline Jeopardy that's actually a showcase. We're gonna. I we don't have any of the comics picked yet because we just found out we've got the venue and got the day. So we're gonna start doing that because it's turned into a really good show. We have it's just uh it's it's like that thing you were talking about of that improv class. It's a good way to work on your improv skills. Yeah. Because you have to come up with a bit off the top of your head, and we have like a bunch of weird subjects and things like that. And we've always had funny comics because. Uh, I mean, it's just an interesting idea. And a lot I of people cool like to uh, compare it to Doom Club, but no, it's not Doom Club. <laughs> it's not fucking Doom Club. Yeah, bitches. Like, you fucking haters out there. Quit trolling. <laughs> every punchline time, Jeopardy, every you time sons I of bitches. Every time people about it, they're just like, that sounds like Doom Club. No, no, it doesn't. No, that's I've Dungeons and Dragons shit. This yeah. is like professional yeah. Lord of the Rings kind of shit, yeah. sons of bitches. <laughs> this ain't so, no D&D writing. Yeah, this ain't no D&D <laughs> writing. <laughs> um, and then you also have... Um, did we already talk about Joke in the Smoke at the coffee joint? Oh, no. That one's, yeah, that one's the one that Brian, I forgot I got uh, on that. That was, uh, Brian Evans is, is doing that one. And, uh, it, it, again, it used to be one of those things that it was a open mic and now it's turned into a showcase. So, it, it's fun. I've, last time I was there, actually, it was a pretty good crowd because it's kind of funny because they put you in the back of a, of a smoke shop. Like, it's literally the garage of a smoke shop where they just let people go back there yeah. and smoke out. They don't allow, allow any open flames, but they have a bunch of uh, those electrical, yeah, and yeah. those electrical coil things that are pretty oh, cool. Oh, so, okay. yeah, they, they do those, but it's literally in a garage. 
But last time we I did it, there was a bunch of people from out of town that came in just randomly because they're like, yeah, we're, we can smoke weed and listen to comedy. And okay, and that's actually a brilliant idea for Denver. Well, that that's what International Church of Cannabis is because that's what the whole point of that is, is that you can uh, smoke inside of there. So you're in like these two like new age. I mean, when I say new age, I don't mean like you know Enya like you know, no, you know, I mean I, like pot. Kind yeah, of shit. It, yeah, it's, and it's this. That's kind of like where, is that where you kind of see it going? I mean, you get stoned and you want someone funny in front of you. Well, Polish you know? just Polish just signed a bill that is going to allow uh, public smoking. I saw that. Like, yeah, so I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't be doing that. I mean, yeah. Uh, my thing is that I I just can't wait for the day. That bars are allowed to either have marijuana in their establishments or serve marijuana in their establishments. Yeah. Because, like, I don't see why it's such a big deal to buy a beer and then also buy a joint in the same transaction, go outside and smoke it while you're enjoying your beer. Because you can have a cigarette and go outside. Exactly. You, know, you can kill yourself, deal? but, like, get, get a little stone. No, we can't be having that being mixed with alcohol. And mostly it's because the alcohol companies are pushing because they don't want us, them to be mixed because that loses their sales. But they don't see that that would actually add to their sales because, man, there's nothing better with a joint than a beer. I love IPAs with right. beers. IPA and a beer or a joint and an IPA is just like heaven for me. Uh, Coors needs some grow houses is all we're trying to say. <laughs> that pissed beer, you throw some THC in it. I mean, you have a whole new product line. You do actually. I, I want to. You know what? I'm copywriting that right now. That actually <laughs> already. Well, the same problem is that already exists. Son it's of just, a bitch. It's just uh, you can't sell it. Oh, okay. So you, because you can't sell alcohol and weed in the same establishment. But I actually know, I knew somebody back in Junction that, that brewed THC in their uh, beer. Yeah, in their beer, and it it was pretty much like a ten milligram edible where it doesn't do anything to you, yeah. but you feel a little fuzzy if you hadn't smoked it all that day. Yeah, because like that's the problem with the, most of the edibles around in the dispensaries, and that's why I hate that they put a fucking cap on how much THC you could put in them because ten milligrams is like it's nothing. If I mean, you smoked it, a joint that day, it's nothing. If you haven't smoked, it's something. Well, I mean, I haven't, I haven't smoked pot in like probably for a long time. So, uh, so I would, ha I'd be happy, Neil. You probably, yeah, I would definitely be happy. Yeah, Neil. you'd probably be good. But it, like, let's say somebody like my dad do it, like he would be like, "What the fuck? Who yeah. hell's this shit? This bullshit? <laughs> yeah, this bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> my mom would like the other day. She called me. She's like, "I'm really worried about your father. I think he's starting to lose it. I don't know what's going on with him. I'm just very upset." And I was like, "Okay." Wait, mom? And she's like, yeah, I just don't know what to do. I'm just really, really upset. I was like, okay. Um, how much pot is he smoking every day? And she's like, oh. Oh, that's probably. All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Ah, and I was like, well, we figured that out. No dementia. He's just stoned all the time. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. Um, and then the last one I have written down is the Colfax Comedy Show. Yeah, the Colfax Comedy Show at the Irish Snug is uh, me and Josue... Uh, you, got a, you got a bunch of shows. Yeah, I'm realizing awesome. that now, and I didn't know that. Yeah, it kind of feels good now. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, fuck yeah. Yeah, because like, yeah, when you look at it as a day to day, you're just like, all right, I got this show, I got this show. But when you stack them up, like you're explaining to me, yeah. like, damn, I'm doing stuff, and ah. <laughs> well, that's why you need someone like me is just to go stalk your social media for a while. Yeah, right. Like mine would be mostly like shit and dick jokes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so this yeah. is better than mine. Yeah, well, that, that's good. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, I've been working my ass off, so yeah. But, good for you, man. Um, but yeah, the Irish Snug, I just host that one because uh, host, it's uh, Josue Flores. Uh, shout out to Goldfish Entertainment. I guess I'll throw that out to him. Hello, he's, Goldfish. He's actually uh, he's actually doing really good. He came in. Me and him started at the same time uh, in Denver because I moved to Denver, and we met each other in like a week. And he tried comedy. 
and he sucked a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and he, but but the thing is, is he realized it. Because like he got sober, so when when we first met him, both me and him were alcoholics. I'm still an alcoholic. He's a recovering alcoholic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 has. That's a drink. tough transition. Yeah, it is a tough transition. But yeah. he did it, and when he did it, he was just like, "Yeah, I'm not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm awkward on stage. I have no I have no confidence up there, and my jokes are shit. Yeah. And so he fucking decided to become a producer, and he's doing that amazingly. Like oh, that's he is awesome. a really good producer. He's a fucking uh, kind of very. It's weird how how progressive he is because he's very capitalistic with the way he views how to do this. Oh, really? But he is very good at putting together shows and he's very good at filling rooms and he's very good at who he books because he knows who's funny and he knows how to get a crowd in there. And so he's really good at that. And, I'm, awesome. and I'm, I'm happy he found his little niche. And that's Goldfish Productions? Goldfish Entertainment. Goldfish Entertainment. Yeah. I am so sorry. He just did the LLC. Oh, so he, awesome. he'll have that all copywritten and everything. I'm living with him now. He's he's my roommate now. We just moved in together a couple of days ago. Where do you guys live? In town? Or are you yeah, uh, Aurora. In Aurora, uh, in Aurora? Yeah, in Aurora. Yeah. We moved out there because it's just close to the airport where I work. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Aurora's actually starting to become a decent city now. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're starting to definitely expand and build a lot there. I mean... I was, I'm was i from Denver, and we used to call it Saudi Aurora. Yeah, everybody and, calls it Saudi Aurora. And we'd all be like, you going to the Middle East? You know, like when we go out there and go party. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. So. It's it's either a Saudi Aurora or Aurora Stan or some shit. Aurora Stan, yeah. That's awesome. Um, so I wrote down a bunch of like questions, but I think they're just like lame ass, stupid <laughs> questions. Okay, so I was thinking about this the other day. Do you have anything that really just bugs the shit out of you? That's like kind of a common thing in like, stand up or just in life. Everything. And, or stand-up could be it, too. Religion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, le- like I don't know. There, there's there's that. And just... That's probably my biggest one, just because I was raised Mormon. And so... Oh, shit. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, my dad was Jack Mormon. I don't know if you know what yeah. that means. Yeah. He's not practicing. Yeah, he can well, drink. And he can now drink. he's practicing. He, he barely drank anyways, but he would drink soda and, like, coffee and, like... You're not supposed to have caffeine. But like he but besides that, like he swore and shit like that and was racist, but you know, like things like that. Mormon. Yeah, Mormon, yeah, yeah. But like <laughs> his name uh, was Jack. <laughs> we didn't, I didn't go to I didn't go to church all that much, but I was raised with like certain tenants. Like I remember one of my one of my first memories of, as a kid that I still remember is like asking what they thought about gay marriage. I'm like, no, that's against God. Like I just remember that like oh. plain answer and like that being one of those things that was just that just sticks out of my mind. Stuff like that, stuff like uh, what was the other thing that was like Mormon esque? Like now he's much more Mormon because he's closer to death, so he's scared. Oh yeah, and so he's like he went that route. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm familiar. I'm familiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I was ra- I was raised with all that kind of stuff, all that conservative kind of thinking behind it. And he was a coal miner, so of course he's gonna have like conservative friends. Yeah, he's gonna gonna culminate a conservative ideology over time, but. He definitely took it to an extent after a while. And then my stepdad, uh, later in life when I was living with him, he went to fucking uh, religion because he went to jail. And, you know, when you go to jail, you either find a dick or you find Jesus. And he found <laughs> Jesus' dick. I was going to say it's a little awkward when it says Zeus. <laughs> yeah, like, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he came out like he was already racist, but then he had a, the backing of God behind it. And so I was just like, yeah, I'm dead. I, and so I... I, I I just can't stand when people are fundamentally religious or just like 
outspokenly religious is how I should say it. Like I if went you, to if a fundamental Christian, like Pentecostal high school. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's... and I was expelled from it because I <laughs> thought I was gay. Oh, right. Not because I came out, not because anything like that. Because I was sashaying down the hallway. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're just oh he. He might infect our children. <laughs> is he skipping? <laughs> He's skipping! <laughs> is he wearing bright clothing? What the fuck? Is that neon green? <laughs> yeah. The devil wears the neon green. <laughs> and he takes it up the ass. <laughs> no. I, I knew plenty of people back in the day like that, especially in, in Utah and New Mexico. Oh, I bet. Because, like, they're, they... Farmington, yeah, because I, 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 I've been in Salt Lake City. Um, yeah. And I was from Price. That's oh. where I was born. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's very small yeah. town. It's still very it's small. Small. Everybody knows each other. Is everybody related? No, it's not that bad. It's not like southern, southern. No, it's, it, no, no. It, it's, 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 it's like at you yeah. when you no, pro, no. That's pro, no. You're thinking of Provo. Yes, Price, Provo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Price is Price is a little bit bigger to Provo. It's kind of like Junction compared to Rifle. Like that's how oh, okay. the sun. Yeah. Or, or no, Rifle compared to Craig. That would be the better. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So like. Okay. But um. They, like, I remember when I was a kid, uh, especially in New Mexico, because I'm glad that we moved to New Mexico, because after my parents got divorced, my dad was looking for jobs outside of the state, and he found one in New Mexico, and we went to New Mexico, and if it wasn't for that, I almost think I would be more racist than I am now, because (laughs) I just grew up around natives and Mexicans and, and black people and stuff like that in the schools. And I'm so glad that my dad didn't have enough money to put me in a Catholic school or like a, a, a church school. Because oh, there were Mormon cr- church schools in Farmington. And I was like, thank you for being poor, dad. Yeah. Corey, <laughs> and, you missed out, man. Uh, no. We got to worship all day one time. <laughs> I got to see people speak, speak gibberish to each other and they called it tongues. Oh, yeah. yeah like, oh, oh, you, you, you were part of the same thing of fucking Jeff Cohen was doing. Too, oh. Except Jeff Cohen had snakes. <laughs> oh, well, no. We didn't, we didn't. We never talked about the snakes. It was never about the devil. It was just... And my problem with religion is if you look at it as a general overview, like the golden rule, treat people how you want to be treated... Like, you know, do on to other... Well, one, it's duh. Yeah, don't kill your neighbor. Yeah. Don't go after your neighbor's wife. Don't steal shit. Like, all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm all on board. And then they start micromanaging it down to the minuscule, like, little, like, if you have an unpure thought and you're a 14-year-old boy, you're going to damn hell. And you're all like... Um, it's up on its own all the time. <laughs> I have no thought. It's the only it. way to get it down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? no, for, well, like, and the other, the other thing is I can't stand, like, people who are religious and don't know the material because there's plenty of... And, okay, yep. if, if you're religious and you just abide by those regular rules, golden rules, all that kind of stuff, Ten Commandments for the most part... Like, that's fine, but when you do that micromanaging stuff and you haven't read the book and you yeah, don't know... read the know, fucking book. Yeah, yeah, one, fucking abortion's in the Bible. Like, that's, like, number yeah. one. That's the number one thing I bring up to any Christian person who's, By the like, way, Noah was 600 years when he died. Yeah. <laughs> for him. Yeah, I, I, hope, I hope I live to be that yeah. old one day. It's kale, people. Kale. <laughs> We're just discovering this shit now. It was kale in a burning bush. Yeah. <laughs> and not and your neighbor's wife burning bush. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, like, yeah, it's stuff like that. I can't stand people. Because I read them. Because I always wanted to, I was that dick who like read the book just so I could argue with you. Yeah. I was just like, no, it, actually what it says is that uh, you may not lay with corn. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, seriously. Like stuff, stupid shit like that. Oh, you can't eat shellfish, can't shave your face. Yeah. You know. Uh, you can have multiple day. wives and concubines, but. That's okay. Well, but, 
that's where your people are fine with it. Though. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. We we went that route. I mean, not anymore. Um, we do. There is that. Well, what's his name? Uh, Joseph Smith or Brigham Young. No, no, no. The, the, the new guy that just got in trouble with all the girls. Oh shit! What was his name? What was it? It's LDLS. Yeah. I can't remember what the hell is. Whatever name. your name is, thanks a lot for ruining it for yeah. everybody. <laughs> well, I mean, not the gay guys. The, we don't give a shit. The funny <laughs> thing about the funny thing about Mormonism is that we haven't. The only times that you see multiple wives anymore are on the cults on the fringes in those backwood areas. Yeah. So like places like Price and Salt Lake, they don't have uh, no. polygamy anymore. No. Because, and what's the funny thing is that they will uh, they'll do the same argument of like oh if we let the gays get married who's gonna keep from everybody getting married who's gonna keep polygamy from being legal well I mean you well, guys well, already tried you, that no my favorite is well, what are you gonna do next marry marry a goat yeah marry a horse <laughs> I'm like this is Ed yeah yeah, yeah he's hot <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna say anymore because Ben Bryan already has a bit about that in person. okay yeah we, don't wanna, <laughs> we are not trying to steal jokes here people I always try I always I but always usually I'll that. tell the people like like on the podcast because it's usually just you know shooting the shit anyways yeah um by the way this has been awesome <laughs> yeah, no, yeah you're so great fun. I love that you talk a lot because a lot of people come on I had uh, like every time once in a while you have someone come on and, and they're just it's hard to warm up once yeah. you get them gone it's great but it's like edit 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 here we go no and I've definitely had the same thing with my podcast because oh, I'm a talkative motherfucker until I'm around Lewis and he's like let's do 10 dabs and yeah. like I'm sitting there with a nectar collector while the podcast going on just stoned out of my mind <laughs> I'm like ah oh, shit but like I showed up only one dab in, and I'm, that's, that's you're good. Yeah, that's where the yeah. that's where the talk. No, you are in, man. Yeah, yeah. See, if I did it, I would be like, everyone's out to get me. Yeah. <laughs> Why does my mother hate me? <laughs> well, see, like I like see the thing about pot, and and, and this is gonna sound cliche, but I like the paranoid thoughts sometimes because it just it's made me a better person. Because sometimes the the paranoid thoughts you have are true. Right. You were a dick in that moment. You were, you shouldn't have done that. No, that's like, true. You should have been nicer. You should have been more understanding. And like, yeah. pot has helped me learn that. Mushrooms have helped me learn that way more on a very more visceral level where I'm terrified and want to hold a box just so I could fall into it. But Jesus. <laughs> Newly decriminalized. <laughs> yeah. Come on down to so, Denver. <laughs> that's, a, that's another thing that annoys me is the misinformation of mouth to mouth. Because I don't know how many times when that shit was going down that I heard... Oh, heard you guys are getting legal weed in, or legal, legal mushrooms. mushrooms. Yeah, like fully legal. I'm like, I go, did you read, read the read fucking that? article? Yeah, did you read? No, not only did you not read the article, did you read the headline? I haven't seen one headline that said it was going to be legal except on like fake conservative sites that were like, the devil's come to Denver. And, and one more thing. Psilocybin. One more thing. Why the fuck is your face melting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, like it, it was. I was so happy about that because it was really sad in the morning when it didn't get passed, and everybody's like, "Oh, it didn't get passed." And I was like, "Well, I didn't see it getting passed." And then when it got passed, I was like, "I totally called it." <laughs> I was in Boise, Idaho, and all these people were giving me shit. They're like, "Where do you live?" I was like, "Pretty much like downtown Denver." They're like, oh, "Can you believe that they legalized mushrooms?" I was like, "They didn't legalize it. We're just not going to throw people in jail for it anymore." Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, we're not going to waste resources. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I mean, if we legalized it, I'd never leave the state. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, kind of. I'd be a tree stump one day. <laughs> I'd be a little be, bird the next. I'll be a cheetah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be a cheetah. So fast today. <laughs> the next day I'll be limping. They're like, "What's happening?" I was like, "When I was a cheetah, I 
and pull my muscle. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm a hurt cheat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a one-legged cheat. Just <laughs> I'm Chester Cheeto. Yeah, Chester Cheeto <laughs> with no legs, just ready for the crunch. <laughs> That's perfect. That's awesome. Oh. Oh. So... Your comedy style, I, I got it. I got it. I was gonna be like, so what's your comedy style? Yeah. Good. So who's your like favorite com- comedians? Like, who did you uh, look up to when you started getting into it? When it, the person that made me want to do it is probably uh, Chris Titus and Doug Stanhope. Like Doug Stanhope. Yeah. 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 Doug Stanhope. Yeah. I love Stan- Doug Stanhope. Yeah. He's 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 probably my favorite comic of all time. There's nobody that in my eyes like really encapsulates what I wanted to do with comedy. Cause I had thought about doing comedy. Like I performed in, uh, in my middle school talent competition in a gymnasium in front of my entire school. And I did a stand up set. I did redneck jokes and that was it. Cause I was 12, 13 and I didn't know how to write material, or what material was, but I did it in front of my whole school, got a few laughs and stuff like that. And then I did it. In, uh, in, in a talent competition for my choir uh, in high school. Yeah, I was like a, I was a sophomore in high school and I did it in high school once. And I remember I bombed because I took my friend's advice and t- I told a stupid ass jack off joke. Oh. You remember the Uncle Jack off joke back in the day? You want to help? Would you help your uncle uh, jack off the roof? Like shit like that. Oh, yeah, like yeah, punctu- yeah. punctuation the, the, the stuff. Yeah. yeah, stupid ass shit like that. And I took his advice and said that and bombed and I didn't do comedy for years. That's not bad. Yeah. And, no. Yeah. And then I bombed. So I won state for comedy in Colorado. Wow. When I was 19, I was held back a year. I wasn't dumb. I just was fucking off. 106. What? 106. Yeah, I have a 106 IQ. I did one of those internet tests and I was like so disappointed because they're like, you know, like, what's his name? Ed Kemper. He had an IQ of 132, and all he did was murder women. Uh, and I'm like, so that, I guess that's a good thing that I have 106 <laughs> IQ. I don't want to go any higher. I don't okay, want to go after women. Uh, <laughs> Jesus tried to make me. Um, so, like, so no, I went state, and then I went to nationals, got sixth in nationals, and it's thespians, so it's an easier crowd. Yeah. You're, you're, it's not like just. Everybody in the school, come watch you'll be a jackass. No, I was like, I'm Peter. Oh, he's so yeah. funny. You know, oh, like his diction is amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. let me fix my beret. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're 12. What the fuck's the matter oh, with you? Yeah. You were uh, an eye patch for art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come here, Cyclops. <laughs> I saw that once and it was always stick in my head. Yeah. Seeing a fucking 17 year old with an eye patch for no reason. And I was like, I know you got an eye bitch. Yeah. yeah. yeah seriously. <laughs> I mean, I have been known to wear fake glasses sometimes. Just to like my oh, cold that. call. Well, no, back in my high school, the funny, the funniest one is that, uh, and I did this a little bit because I was a fucking anime nerd. But everybody bought the. Did you ever see that stupid ass cartoon on uh, Naruto? There's like advertisements for it. it Wasn't was, it on like one of the local channels? Or yeah, something? yeah, okay, it was. Yeah, yeah. It was all a ninja thing. But they had all the characters in the show have headbands, and for like two, three years. All the fucking nerd anime yep. kids was wearing like headbands, and they'd like wear it over their eye like this. I'm the coolest. I'm fucking, and, then, and there would be one that had a little band through it. That means you were like a renegade ninja, and people would be coming around. I always wondered what that was all about. Yeah, yeah. No, it was just because of an anime, and it caught on because of Hot Topic. I, yeah, I was in college, I think, at the time. Because mm-hmm. I remember going in and being like, what's with all this fucking, you know, I just want my band t-shirts. Yeah. Right? You know, I mean, like I said, I, we established earlier that I'm about 10 years older than you. Yeah. So, so like, I come from a different generation where, um, like, in college... We wore all '80s shit again. We were like, "Oh, let's bring back the '80s," oh, and it was almost like, like 
disco in the 90s where everybody was like, don't do it. Yeah. Just don't. And we're like, no, we're going to do it. And then all of a sudden it's like, why is everyone ignoring all the 20 year olds? <laughs> <laughs> because you dress like shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, no the, the, that was the thing. If, uh, in, in my high school, people tried to bring back the 90s. They tried to like dress like really. They tried to have the really baggy like, or at least the skaters did because I remember the skaters would have oh the junko like, jeans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and because it was the skaters because I remember everybody else. New Mexico is notorious for having a huge juggalo fan base. They have a huge. <laughs> yes. I had never oh met so many juggalos than when I was living in Farmington, New Mexico. Like I'm talking the multicolored baggy pants with way too many pockets and chains for no fucking reason. And then they like, just had a furry hat to it. And like, yeah, you're furry like, what the fuck are you doing? Or, dude, my friend literally had braided, like braided hair. He was this white kid. White kid, tall, and skinny shit. And he'd wear giant coats that had, like, juggalo stuff on the back. Wear those pants. And he'd braid his hair different colors. Every single day. <laughs> it was fucking insane. And there were huge... There was a huge... Was he a white guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. No, no, no. So th- these were the ICP fans. Crazy white people yeah. and really fat natives. Yeah. Those are yeah. the two <laughs> ICP fans that were in that entire state. Because, like, if you were skinny and, 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 and native, you, like, you went to... Listen to good shit like Paramore. <laughs> yeah, or started dealing meth. Yeah, or started, yeah, exactly. That was the funny thing is that like I, because I know that New Mexico is known for that. I never saw meth until right before I left. Yeah. I never saw it once. And like, granted, I was mostly just smoking weed. I didn't even do coke at that point. Yeah. So like, but it was just weird that everybody was like, oh, have you, like anytime I'd go out of, out of there when I'd come to visit Colorado, they'd be like, so how many times have you seen meth while you're down there? Huh? I'm like. Actually, none. I mean, I hang out with white people, but I mean, not. Quit that watching much. Breaking Bad. Yeah, no, it's, it's Breaking. It's not real. Well, this, this <laughs> no. Actually, the reason back then, because Breaking Bad didn't even come out yet, it was this documentary called American Meth. Yes, I've yeah. seen it. Yeah, everybody's seen that documentary yeah. because it was on fucking public TV every five seconds for years, and it was about a New Mexico trailer trash family. Yeah, who like. Literally would do meth all night and then not take their kids to school. And that was the story. The story was that like, oh, they did too many drugs and then their kids just didn't go to a shitty public uh, school system. And then they moved. And they're like, when we move, we're going to get off of meth because we're going to a place where there's no meth. And then it cuts to them like six months later. We found meth. (laughs) (laughs) And the kids are like, we're homeschooled. Our only subject is chemistry. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Is that a crack fight? Yeah, my mom gave it to me. I bedazzled it for her. I actually blew the glass out of of sand and lightning. (laughs) Did it the old Benjamin Franklin. I always think, too, because my cousin, she grew up in Scottsdale in Phoenix, which is like the 2020. But she was like, no, you don't understand. Like in high school, like meth was everywhere. And I always said, my theory was it was somebody in Scottsdale that made that movie about New Mexico to get like... Arizona off the shit list when it comes to it because she was like you don't understand she's like there's meth in everyone's blog everyone's doing meth in there yeah. and I was like are you doing meth and she's like no I'm just always like this and I was like oh <laughs> and you so, believed her <laughs> well now I'm so hyper I don't know yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. So we hang out a lot well that's the, that's the problem is that like I'm I'm hyper when I'm sober and no I'm me sober. too yeah, yeah yeah and then when I drink I'm hyper and I but I can calm it down <laughs> like like I'm a drinker, so like I'd love, I just love vodka, and I get vodka to that certain level, and I'm like, okay, here we go. Yeah, we'll we'll just stay here for that. Yeah, I'll have like two or three vodka sodas, and I'm like, all right, I'm good. You're good. 
and then it's like you get a little nervous and you're like man what's one more yeah. yeah and then something happens on TV and it's like a serial killer documentary you're like I need another one because I'm a little stressed right now <laughs> next thing you know you're pissing in the closet trying to find your bed yeah you know, right? well, my, my problem my problem with drinking is <laughs> shut up Eric <laughs> it's easier not to drink now because I don't have as much money because I don't have a good paying I don't have as well paying a job because like when I first got here I was working for the, I was delivering mail and I was making 20 bucks an hour 50 hours a week I was fucking oh, wow. I was I had money yeah and uh so I was getting drunk at every open mic, like, and I was getting, and it was, it was hurting my comedy for sure, because I was getting too drunk. Yeah. And there were a few nights that I definitely shouldn't have drove home. There was one night I drove home and I was so drunk that I told myself I was too drunk. I pulled over the side of the highway, uh, like into this back alley car dealership lot, and I literally parked by a, a for sale car and passed out. <laughs> and I woke up like three hours later, still kind of drunk, but not, but enough to where I could drive. And I just remember just like looking around, like. Oh God! Yeah, my, my car's for sale. Yeah. <laughs> but now that I don't make as much money, it doesn't. My problem now is that if I have a night off of comedy or like a night that I either I get off work too late and I'm not gonna be able to make it or something like that, or yeah. I need to take the night off, I have a problem of fucking buying a cheap bottle of vodka, going to my house and playing video games till I'm too fucking stupid to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've done that multiple times this month. Yeah, <laughs> I remember like when I was like. Just 21. And the DUI stuff is not the smartest thing to do. We're not promoting no. it. But, like, when you're young and dumb, like, you do stupid shit before you realize, oh, my God, this is horrible. Yeah. But there was one night I drank too much and I drove back home. And I was living with my parents at the time. I was, like, in between houses. And I woke up the next morning to my dad screaming at me. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm coming over. And I'm like, what? What is the matter? And so he's like, come upstairs right now. Come and see what you did. And I'm like... I ran the car through the fucking like dining room. I'm like, I swear to God, that's that's what I was thinking. I'm like, oh my God, I ran the car through the fucking dining room. So we get upstairs, and he's like, what is this shit? And he opens the front door. I parallel parked in front of both of the garage doors. <laughs> <laughs> so I was relieved. Yes. Oh, he's man. like, how did you even get it? I mean, it was like Austin Powers kind of thing. Like yeah. It was like this much on the other side. I just, I probably sat there for 20 minutes trying to parallel. I just moved up there from down in the, like, the city where I'm used to street parking. Yeah. And it was just like automatic. And I'm yeah, like, you didn't even think about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like checking the car to make sure there's no like dents or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, uh, I actually, I almost, I do a bit about it now, but but I got, um, I almost got my first DUI here because I was leaving Stoney's one night and I, and I, on Colfax, and I hadn't had that many beers to drink, but the thing was is that I had empty beer cans in my car. Oh, I, yeah. Because I, I had, but, this is what saved me. At least he wasn't littering. Yeah, 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 I don't litter. Save I just, the planet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's how you save the planet by recycling inside your own vehicle. You take it down to Mars on the street corner. <laughs> yeah. I get you. I get yeah, you. No, yeah. that, but that but that sense. but there was this, there's this liquor store over by Lewis's house where we record the podcast, and they always have a cart full of three ninety nine like on sale alcohol. And so I'll stop by there once in a while and I'll grab that stuff. And so when the when the cop pulled me over. I was lucky enough to have bought enough beer that it covered up the empty beer that was on this floor. <laughs> and so when the cop came by, he's all shining his light. And he just sees, he's like, it smells like alcohol in here. I'm like, yeah, there's beer in here. And one of them kind of cracked open, like, you know, just making right. up a lie. And he, but he's shining his light and he can't see the empty beer can. So I'm like, oh God, thank you. But <laughs> I had no insurance and I had cocaine in my pocket. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, so 
yeah. Field sobriety test time because that's what he's going to do. And this is where the sympathy comes in because at that time, my driver's side door didn't open. It got hit by somebody and it literally wouldn't open. So I was like, all right, officer, yeah, you know, I was being all respectful because yeah. when I'm facing a police officer, I turn into the Mormon boy I was raised to be. I'm like the smiley good Dude, we're boy. white. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, that's literally what I do. What I'm do we like, have to worry smiles, about? Smiles, I'm all good. And I'm like, I have, to crawl, I have to crawl through the passenger door if you don't mind. I'm not doing anything. Are we good? And he's like, yeah, just crawl through. And you can see he's like, oh. And we get through the field sobriety. He does all the field sobriety stuff. Pass with flying colors. I'm a skater. I have balance. Yeah. yeah. And we get to the breathalyzer thing. And I'm like, yeah, we'll do the breathalyzer. I think I'm fucked. I think because it's so low nowadays. Like fucking four beers in your – even less than that sometimes. If it's a good beer, if it's a full-powered beer, 7%, two beers and you're done. You're going to jail. And so I thought I was fucked. But they brought out a brand-new breathalyzer for me. And they, I blow into it, 0. .02. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but then I was like, then I was like, what kind of bullshit beer was that? <laughs> like, goddamn point zero two. I had six of those motherfuckers and I still didn't get anything. And so he, he fucking sends me on my way. And I, it was just one of those, and they even, they breathalyzed me twice. So they did it on the new one and they did it on the old one just yeah. to see the desperation. It was like by point point zero two. It was oh like point zero four on the old one. And that's and like mouthwash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was just like, oh. And I was so nervous. This is, I say this at the end of my bit, but it's absolutely true. I was so nervous that I drove down like two box, blocks and I opened up another beer. <laughs> oh, I got away with murder tonight. Yeah. I just kept on That's drinking. only a point of four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still good to get off. Oh, that's was, hilarious. Yeah, that was that was one of, that was the closest I've ever came to a DUI, hands down. Oh, that is so funny. Yeah. And I thought I was going to jail. I was like, oh, they're gonna find my cocaine. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Dodge the bullet on that oh, one. Oh yeah. Hands, yeah. What's the name of your podcast? Did you already say yeah, it? Uh, not on here oh, beforehand. Okay. Uh, it's the uh, Tall Guy and Big Lou podcast. It's oh, on yeah, everything. Ex- we still haven't gotten approved for iTunes for some reason, but we're on Spotify and everything else. And uh, it's with me and Luis Jesse Ricardo Martinez. He has a bunch of names, so we know he's Mexican. And uh, How he, long have you been waiting for iTunes to approve it? Like um, a couple months. I tried to send in I tried to send in a feedback thing to like see, like, hey, what's going on? And they haven't sent me anything back, and I did oh. it like a couple weeks ago. Oh. So I need to look into that. We're, what do you – because I use Anchor. What do you use? Lipson. I need to use Lipson. Maybe I need to put everything that I have. Because we have six, like, six or seven episodes right now up. And uh, we're at like – Seven or eight. This, yeah. Well, total that we've recorded, we're up to like thirteen now. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I've got yeah. I've got like ten recorded. I just have been really slacking on releasing them and stuff like yeah. that. But we do have six released right now, so maybe I'll put those on Lipson because somebody else was telling me about that. Because Anchor's fucking. I like it because it gets to a lot of people, but it doesn't get to iTunes for some reason, and it's taking forever. So you need to have like one of those in order to get to iTunes, or can you do-, do you have to download? The well, iTunes no. See what those thing? do. Well, no. See what those do is that they provide a free RSS feed. That's what Lipson does too. Yeah. Is that they provide free RSS feeds, and uh, you can't do iTunes without an RSS feed. And most of the time, you have to pay for an RSS feed. But there's those sites that let you allow you a certain amount of gigabytes, and then they may, and then they ask you to pay. Yeah, because mine are usually like an hour long. So like mine, ours too. Yeah. So like with Lipson, I have to pay. For to post four episodes a month, it's twenty bucks. Oh, so and then it, but you can get smaller, smaller gigabytes where it's like five or ten. Yeah, and that's like you know, I think five is nothing, or five is like two dollars, and then ten is five, 
and then you go up. Yeah, so the Anchor's five gigabytes, so. and then you pay like five bucks, I think, uh, okay. for like more. But I believe it's five gigabytes. And obviously, we use like Google Docs and things because we have. A, we also, uh, me and him, release a bunch of YouTube videos. Um, you gotta, you gotta check if you yeah. uh, want to look them up. The uh, it's the Tall Guy and Big Blue Podcast uh, channel on YouTube, and we have things like Ghetto Gourmet, which is just where he makes cheap ass meals for yeah. people who are poor and like he he uses a lot of like like there was one episode where he literally goes into Taco Bell and he's like guys you guys never give me enough fire sauce can I get a whole handful and they just hand him like a bucket and he just grabs a handful and walks out of the store and we made badass pork ribs with all those fire sauces oh that's cool yeah so we did so we make videos like that and we just came out with a skit called uh, GPS that is pretty much if my friend Lewis was a GPS for a car and you kind of got to know Lewis to really get the funniness of it, but I still think it's funny in general. So that's awesome. Well, that's a great idea. I never. Th- I love the sauces at Taco Bell. So yeah, like, yeah. That sounds. Amazing. Well, he made that one. Oh, I need to. I need to release it because he did it in one a couple days ago about uh, deluxe. He made deluxe pasta salad, mm-hmm. and he used McDonald's ranch and McDonald's buffalo sauce, <laughs> and it was delicious. It was <laughs> awesome. Beer can chicken one week, and I love. Oh, I beer. love beer can, chicken. and we use good beer because he knows that CFO from Crazy Mountain Brewing. So yeah. he gave this one called Lawyers, Guns, and Money, and it was delicious. That it's fucking awesome. seeped in everything. It's so good. But we've awesome. done a few things like that, and we're gonna be doing more. So oh, cool. Yeah, I'll check you out, and then um, I guess when I post your uh, uh, episode. Um, I'll do I'll tag your name and then I'll put the YouTube stuff in there too yeah okay that way we can cross pollinate kind of thing yeah definitely with everything yeah because it's all about like you know getting on other people's show getting them to promote your stuff for you yeah and so our Facebook page is up to 450 today likes thank you everybody and um, we had uh, 30 listens today which is pretty big for us yeah that's and so like we're growing we don't have that many episodes we're hoping to just keep building the way we are I mean not that the people that were on here before weren't. <laughs> they were just professionals, and I was making them do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's nice to have people that enjoy doing this and all this other stuff. So. Yeah, and you want people that are enthusiastic. That's exactly. Thing, and can like, talk. Yeah, because <laughs> I've had episodes so. of people on my podcast where I'm just like, you weren't into this. That makes me not into this. <laughs> I, I've had a couple of those, too, where you're yeah. just like, and then I'm like, well, it's it's about twenty minutes. It's about as long as we go. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't had it that bad yet. Yeah, but I yeah. came close. I remember there was one that I had to I had to put it at forty minutes because it was just like it's going nowhere and there's a lot of dead air that I'm gonna have to edit out. Yeah, already. seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hate editing out dead air because I'm the one that edits it, and I love editing videos. Hey, editing audio. Oh yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely a challenge. Good job. Oh, thank, thank you for being thanks, here. Eric. <laughs> yeah, I wish you'd quit talking all the time, Eric. Yeah, <laughs> you're the worst. You're the worst. <laughs> cool. Well, we'll end it there. Just let me uh, say one more time. I wish I was dead. It's a comedy podcast. If you are thinking about committing suicide, please call one eight hundred two seven three talk and get some help. Uh, hopefully, we made you laugh, everybody else, and uh, tune in next time. <laughs>